Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to a to game fourteen, bottom of the eighth inning of the Sports Insanity podcast here on the Sports Insanity Network. Mike Griffin, Danny Boy, Reginald Damron is with you. Dan, how are we? <laughs> Giggling. Yeah, we are. Uh, our baseball teams. Well, oh, no, the Yankees had a strong end to June, so I can't. I can't say they're in terrible shape but they're not in the greatest shape so Mets on the other hand yeah they can't get out of their own way yeah and the the manager continues to make the dumbest excuses ever like I I mean this is something I've never seen from Buck ever nope and see Cohen came out the other day that was all covered on Midweek edition of Batter Up, which um, they are very frustrating to watch right now. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and the only reason why Steve Cohen talked is because Met fans were begging him to talk. Otherwise, he would have kept his mouth shut and went into hiding somewhere. And I, I, don't, I didn't mind what Steve Cohen said, to be honest with you, because he, he said, I think, a lot of things that we wanted to know. But I think a lot of the things we already knew, but his availability mattered. Because when the Wilpons ran the show, they were never available. Exactly. So I like, excuse me, I like the fact that Steve Cohn was accessible during a time period when really for the first time in his ownership, this team is gruesomely failed. Yeah. But again, I question it because... He wasn't talking. He wasn't planning on doing it until somehow he listened to sports media and the fans complaining about him. Why is he not talking? Why is he not like Steinbrenner who came out from the media um, without any scrutiny beforehand? Like it's, you know, one of those things that, you know, raises your eyebrows a little bit. Like how committed to the team is he, you know, 
He's spending all this money on these players. Like, how committed truly is he to the team, to the product? Or is it just another one of his hedge fund businesses that he's just making money off? But he speaks for us because he is one of us. He is a Met fan through and through. And he understands what the team is or what the fan base is going through. So there's that. Um, We're going to talk NBA free agencies begun. Um, and we're going to talk about something that's going on at one of the worldwide leaders uh, in sports. Dan, where would you want to start? Um, I, I do want to um, start with NBA free agency. Okay. Because it, it I mean, I, I, we can talk about things going on in sports networks and all that stuff in a second. But NBA free agency is dominating the headlines and what, what has been a pretty hard day. In sports media, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, no, NBA is dominating the headlines, and um, you know, lots of signings so far that you know, are a lot were pretty much expected, like Draymond Green to the Warriors, that mm-hmm. kind of knew was happening, Chris Middleton to the Bucks. You know, people were kind of questioning whether or not he would. Uh, try to make moves somewhere else. I never doubted it ever. Like, how how could you leave that situation? Especially if you could possibly contend for another title. Like, you'd be crazy to get out of that. So that wasn't that surprising. Kyrie staying with the Mavs, that wasn't surprising. Um, I will say, though, and th- this one kind of stunned me, Bruce Brown to the Pacers on a short-term deal. Two years, $45 million. He had just won, obviously won the championship with the Nuggets and was a big factor in Game 5, pretty much the entire series, but especially Game 5 in that series clincher. I know the Nuggets um, couldn't necessarily get uh, to pay him much. All they could pay him is his early bird rights, which is about $7.5 million. Um, and unfortunately, they couldn't exercise it right away, so he went to the place that would give him the highest offer. Two years, $45 million. The only reason why I'm kind of surprised by that is because while short-term deal, you know, I, I'm, I, I forget whether it comes with an opt-out or whatever, Um it's a team option in year two. So the, uh, in, in a way, it's a one-year contract. Um, short-term deal, but for $45 million, you know, you're, you're talking at least 20 a year. I just don't know if he's worth that much for 20 a year, 20-plus. 20 and you're going to a team in the Pacers that – we really don't know what they are. Yeah, they're they're still up and coming. Yeah, and that's a lot of money for one guy. Um, so I find that part intriguing. He had a lot of suitors. I know the Lakers had interest. Uh, the Mavericks had interest. There was talks of the Knicks potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, now he's, he is going to a good head coach in Rick Carlisle. Yeah, Rick Carlisle's a good coach. Young team. 
maybe the leadership of winning a title is big, big for him there. So how big he wasn't the big time player. He was a big contributor. Big contributor, but he could still be a big contributor on a team that you know, young, up and coming. Who 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 knows at the NBA? I, I wonder if the Pacers have something else up their sleeves. Yeah. Remember they had interest in DeAndre Ayton last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder if that's a potential guy they look to now with all the moves the Suns have made. Yeah, and and. They're looking to steal Toppin from the Knicks. Yeah, that that has been discussed as well. So um, now I know the Knicks want draft picks. They're not going to get draft picks for Toppin, not, not in the first round. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by what they're what they do there. They did just sign his brother Jacob too, which is kind of interesting. You sign one brother to treat the other. Yeah, I know. I mean, Obi, I think Obi's having issues with tips. I really think he is, and um, it's not spot. It's not too much in the spotlight, which, by the way, is actually good because if you're the Knicks, you know, obviously the the quiet the better. You don't want all that drama being spilled out of there. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I know. Clearly, Toppin wants to go somewhere where he knows he's going to get the most playing time and Indiana is a good spot where he can get the most playing time. He's as long as Randall and Jalen and RJ, as long as they're there, they're not going to put Obi in the starting lineup. Heck they may not even play him at all. So it's, it's a good spot for him. If he really wants to advance in his career and become the top player that he aspires to be. Yeah. That yeah, would, it would make sense. Listen, if you're not going to play Knicks can get more assets out of you. Mm-hmm. Maybe they look for something else there. So. Yeah. Well, even if it's just a second rounder, cause you know, Obi still got a lot to prove. So it's yeah. like, he hasn't quite been there. yet. Um, like I'll be okay with any draft pick that they get. Yeah, 100%. So. That's what's going on there. Um, uh, Kyle but, Kuzma back to the Wizards. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, it's on a, another four-year deal. Four-year, $102 million. Yeah, which is good for the Wizards. He actually likes it in Washington. So he's actually enjoyed his time there. So that's a good move for the Wizards. They're trying to do this retool, rebuild type of thing. Um, And um, clearly they like Kuzma being in that that lineup. And Kuzma clearly likes it in Washington. He's uh, pretty much their star-ish that's, you know, playing every night. And I think for where the Wizards are right now, because they're kind of in this re retool, I'm going to call because I don't know if it's full. Yeah, you don't you don't spend 102 million dollars on a guy if it's a full fledged rebuild. Yeah. So in this retool, you need a guy who the fans could say, "Okay, I like, I respect, it, you know, reason to come." Kyle Kuzma could be that guy now that Bradley Beal's gone. 
and you never know, like this guy can blossom, like really, really, really blossom. He's obviously been in the league for a while now. Mm-hmm. So it, but still, he can turn himself into really a, a, a cool player. And it, and you know, if for, if Washington's trying to build a team that they eventually want to contend for a title. He can be right smack in the middle in that forefront there. It's uh it's it's a good good thing to see. Um, but we gotta hope it works out. I think it will work out. I think Kuzma's been good for the Wizards. Um, so I, I have no issue with that. Mm-hmm. I know the Lakers retained Hachimura. Yeah, that was three for fifty one, I believe. Yes, and then they Agreed with Gabe with Gabe Vincent, a three-year, thirty-three million dollar deal. Yeah, uh, Vincent's a nice deal that gives them shooting, which yeah, LeBron likes. I also kind of wonder what that means for Austin Reeves because they did extend the qualifying offer. Maybe they rescinded because they got Vincent and they let Reeves go. That's got potential too. Or like, like they well, they're already taking a chance on him. So let's just mm-hmm. say. You know, we give him the offer and he declines. Okay, well, it's it's not the end of the world. They could they still have their main players. You Vincent, who's phenomenal with the Heat in the playoffs. We he, he, not necessarily a breakout role, but he obviously made it made it known that he's a threat to everything. Mm. So yeah, it's not the end of the world. Um. But Reeves is a stud. Like you know, he he would fit anything. I would take him. Yeah, that that sharp shooter. That's what the Knicks are looking for. Yeah. So, but, I mean, um, players like him could be the difference between a Finals appearance and you're ousted in the early rounds. And then Fred Van Vliet goes three years, hundred thirty million to the Rockets. So. Um, Okay. Uh, I like the idea of the Rockets making a splash. I just – you're Fred Van Fleet, okay. Yeah, I was it, – it, it, it was a little odd, but it's a good pickup. I mean, for Van Fleet, um, you know, he he's obviously earned his stripes as an undrafted player, so he's done – you did a great job. Has pretty much some some good success over in Toronto. So um, this is a good move for the Rockets. Yeah, another guy who brings veteran leadership to a team that that's going to need it. Um, the Raptors quickly replaced him. They signed Dennis Schroeder to a two year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, good defense there from Schroeder. Uh, the Mavericks, outside of the Kyrie deal, which they made, as you said, Seth Curry goes on a two year deal to the Mavericks. So, uh, those are the big things that have happened so far. So far, I know there are other small moves. Cam Johnson staying with the Nets. He was a part of that uh, Kevin Durant trade. And, um, you know, actually is a very solid ball player. So, I'm not – so, I think the Nets like him. They want to keep him. They give him a a pretty nice deal there, over $100 million to stay in Brooklyn. Jeremy Grant, Blazers, five years, one sixty. 
it feels like a big, a little bit of an overpay, but you're the Blazers, and you need, and you need to keep Dame happy. So if this keeps Dame happy, I guess you're good. But like, how 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 much happier is he going to be with a player like Jeremy Grant? I don't know. They they need to add another guy. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, the, 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 the only positive is that. He played 63 games with the Blazers last year and averaged at least 20. So it's not the worst thing in the world, but the Blazers were not a good team last year. They weren't. And this is not going to change anything. So here's this is from Ian Begley. Free agent Derek Rose Intends to sign a multi-year agreement with the Grizzlies. That's a good move for the Grizzlies. That's, that's a great move. There's your John ja Morant um, insurance. That's actually Sorry. that's actually a very nice move for the Grizzlies. If you play Derrick Rose, he hasn't played in a while, and again, you know, stuff happens. You know, the injuries happen, and of course, we. Jalen Brunson came into the fold. You feel awful for Derrick Rose, but he he's a class act player. You play him somewhat, some role. I don't know what it is. Off the bench, whatever. He give you good minutes. Like I truly believe that. So way to go for the Grizzlies to get that presence in the locker room. You're already adding uh, to what is already a pretty young stud squad. Then they added Marcus Smart. So they're they're making their moves now. So yeah, intrigued to see what else they do. Um, I want to I want to talk on Kyrie for for a minute, and then I want to dive into one other guy who I think a lot of people know about already. But the Kyrie thing, like there were rumors he would talk to the Lakers, this team, that team. Yeah. At the end of the day. Dallas had to have him back because of what everything they gave up for him. Yeah. And at the other point, they had to get do this to keep Luca happy. Mm-hmm. Because if Luke is not happy, he can enter next year and say, I've got nothing. I want out, Mark Cuban. Yeah. Well, he could still do that. He can still he could. If him and Kyrie don't mesh. He absolutely could. And you know who he meshed with very well? Jalen Brunson. Brunson. So, look, I know I have a double standard, Mike Griffin, when it comes (laughs) to paying players. But, like, if we can get Luka Doncic and, you know, be out with that – I I can't say cancer because Julius Randle can actually be a good locker room guy when he wants to. Um, but if we can get out with Julius Randle and put Luka Doncic in there, how much of a better team would the Knicks be? Maybe way better. Luka Brunson and, and listen, I, I'll say if Mitchell Robinson stays healthy, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Yeah, and, and then, the young guys continue to develop. And, and RJ, look, he's growing up into this league. He still has a chance to really, really become a really nice star. And 
you know, that that season, that's really his only advantage, just the fact that he's still fairly young and there's more upside to him. So you you have a potential, like, really good squad coming in here. Um, that's obviously if Luka Doncic wants out of Dallas. We don't know what he wants yet. It's too early to tell. Um, let's see how it works out with Kyrie and go from there. It didn't work out last year when they collapsed, but yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, that was a tough mesh, you know. Sometimes those midseason moves aren't the greatest. It wasn't the greatest with the Knicks, even though it worked out. Um, they didn't win a championship, but it worked out. Um, the Carmelo Anthony trade mm-hmm. they traded so much of those assets, the draft picks, and you know the players like Gallo and. Wilson Chandler, Raymond Felton to the Nugget. They got Mellow back, and it wasn't meshing for a while until <laughs> the people realized that this is Carmelo's team, and Carmelo was the one that needed to carry the team. For a while, there, there was no meshing. Like it was just really, it was a really bad um, play by the Knicks. So yeah, it, it's going to take a while for the Mavericks to figure it out. But they have to figure it out soon because it's almost time for Luca to make his decision. Yeah, the, the pressure's on in Dallas. Yeah. The, the, the uh, flat earth that Kyrie likes, it's not flat, but yeah. there's going to be a ton of the weight of the world on Kyrie Irving's shoulders. Yeah. Uh, the other guy I wanted to talk about was James Harden, mm. who, you know, according to multiple reports, Picked up his player option of $35 million, um, but the Sixers are looking to trade him. There's interest from multiple teams, including the Clippers and the Knicks. So here's the PSA. To the New York Knicks, do not under any circumstance trade for James Harden. The only thing worthy of James Harden right now is his beard. Mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with James Harden. Oh. He, he is not the player the Knicks need at this moment. Well, just think about it this way. Lately in big-time playoff games, he's been no-shows. Can you imagine mm-hmm. the Knicks who, are already, who already have no-shows in the playoffs? Can you imagine James Harden being a nut and being an absolute disaster in big games? I don't want that if I'm the Knicks. I wouldn't take a chance on it. I would want no I want nothing to do with it. No. I, I want it. listen, he is a very good regular season player. Mm-hmm. But he, he's ball dominant. He loves isolation. And honestly, I don't see him and Tom Thibodeau getting along. No. I think the worst thing that's ever happened to James Harden, I, I, I say that only because when he was in OKC, like he was a great teammate, you know, six-man style player, like everything. He was unbelievable. He goes and he becomes a star in Houston, and it changed everything about his career. And, and the thing was, in Oklahoma City, he was the third guy behind Ross and KD. Yeah. Then he branched out to Houston, became a superstar. Mm -hmm. Then it was he couldn't win in the playoffs on his own. 
But then they bring in the Dwight Howards and the Chris Pauls, and it just became he doesn't show up in these big games. He goes to Philadelphia where the magnifying glass gets bigger because of the market, and he still doesn't show up in big games. And it's it's very frustrating to watch because he is a heck of a talent, and you want to root for a guy who is a great talent. He just will never – Right now, him him and Chris Paul have never won. But I'll say it, I'd rather have Chris Paul than James Harden on my team. Yeah. You I mean you're you are hundred percent right on that one? Look, the bottom line is you can't trust Harden in big spots. You can't. And I would I can't knowing that it's a tough investment playoff-wise, you can't risk. If you're trying to contend for a championship, you can't risk all that money. He's going to want a lot of money and the Philly's going to want a lot of assets. You cannot risk it. Absolutely not. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with James Harden. Go to the Clippers. Yeah. Now Clippers, I mean, go for it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go for it. That, that's the one we're looking for. Um, <laughs> So, Dan, there was one other thing you wanted to talk about. So I'm going to give you the floor here. So um, uh, if if you're a fan of sports media like me and Rifkin are, you probably – you have probably – I can't speak today – have heard um, the really tough news coming out of ESPN um, over the past couple months, pretty much throughout the year. Um, they've been laying off people left and right, and um, and it, and it's a lot of the big personalities. Jeff Van Gundy, which was, you know, which sucks because he huge disappointment that that he he is the NBA Finals along with Mike Breen and Mark Jackson. Um, he is. Uh, Jalen Rose, someone who's been an ESPN staple for a long time. Uh, Max Kellerman, big-time ESPN guy, been there for a long time. And Jet, former Jet great Keyshawn Johnson, gone. Uh, big names in, across NFL coverage, gone. You look at all these names and you just can't help but feel awful for them. I just want to say this on a personal note. I have been there and done that. I have seen coworkers at both of my TV jobs that I've ever held get laid off and sent away due to business cuts and whatever. And I just want, and right now today, not only am I thinking about the people getting laid off, I'm thinking about the coworkers because I've been there as a coworker, watch my friends get laid off. And in which, you know, at times they don't deserve it, but the business talks and the, the strategy talks and the, the way they want to do things changes. So they have to make these changes in order to go about their new business goals. And, uh, but I've been there as a coworker you know, and it's the worst feeling ever. So my heart goes out to those 
that one lost their jobs at ESPN today. But my heart is also going out to those that lost coworkers because of this. I've been there. And Rifkin, you and I have tasted the media business. It is a really, really crappy business. And it, it's tough. I, I hate saying it because I love broadcasting. But at times, it just really, really, really irks you about all these decisions they make to get rid of the good ones and then having to replace um, with with people that are unknowns. Yeah, uh, th- there are a, a lot of things that you said that I echo. Um, anyone to lose their job, it, it, it sucks. Um, but the, the list, you, you named off a couple, like Jeff Van Gundy, like the NBA playoffs, the the NBA broadcast with him, Breen, and Mark Jackson, like that's as good as you get in any sport. Yeah. Um, I'm so, so say too. Right. Uh, Jalen Rose is... Susie Colbert, like these are Susie Colbert is a legend. That stunned me too. I couldn't believe that. That was the one where I just said, you know, a couple of these names, like like the Van Gundy thing, bothers me. Jalen Rose bothers me. Susie Colbert, that was like, wait, what? Susie Colbert, this is Monday Night Countdown. This is somebody who's been around. And now she go, you know, she gets released. Who, whoever, whoever takes over Monday Night Countdown, like you have to fill those shoes, and those aren't easy shoes to fill because Susan Colbert is alleged, and she was damn good at what she did. Um, they, uh, you know, we talked, uh, brought it up before we hit record. I read David Pollock. David Pollock was great on College Game Day. Yeah. Now, instead of maybe cutting David Pollock, if you maybe thought Lee Corso could retire and you could have kept Pollock, that would have been something else. Um, you know, but anyone losing their job sucks. You're right about the business. And we who aspire to be in this business hold ESPN to the standard. The standard bear, because you call yourself the worldwide leader in sports. And there are times where I I look at it and I go, ESPN as a whole has gone downhill. And now you're releasing good people who don't deserve it. And listen, uh, all those people will land on their feet somewhere. Oh yeah, I'm I'm certain. You know, I'm hoping NBC gets back to basketball and you know tries to steal the likes of a Van Gundy who who does done a phenomenal job of basketball coverage. Like, you know, it, it's it's just stunning. You know, these are people that have been here 15, 20 years, close to 30 years, you know, working for what we see as the gold standard of sports, like everyone knows the ESPN brand, everybody. And the fact that they 
are releasing the good ones to make rooms for the likes of, of Pat McAfee, who just got into the sports media business. He, you know, he, obviously he's been in sports for a long time as an athlete, and then now he's doing it as a commentator. You know, but th- that it, it's just it, it's incredibly stunning. It, it really is. Like you know, th- these people don't deserve it. The fans don't deserve it. Listen, I'll, I'll say this about McAfee because I'm a huge McAfee fan. I love McAfee too. Yeah. No, don't doubt. Um, when you go out of your way, and this is more of the company, not McAfee, go out of your way to spend lucrative money on individualism mm. as opposed to paying X amount of people a certain amount. That's where you get hurt because. I love McAfee, and you want the ratings. That's why you want his show, and, and that's great. But at the end of the day, it hurts a whole of heck of a lot of pe- other people. Now, he's not the only one. Stephen A. Smith makes a ton of money, mm-hmm. you know. And, again, I'm not taking shots of these people. They've earned their money. They have my respect. But it sucks when you see people and legends like Susie Culper lose their job. Now, I did read something that Keyshawn Johnson might be one of the guys to replace Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to laugh at that one if that happens. God. But listen, if in three weeks I see Shannon Sharp on ESPN, I'm not going to be uh, entirely thrilled about what I just saw. No. And, and while Skip and Shannon were at times must see television, I think skip it. I think that show was over vastly overrated. I, I, I didn't. I, I couldn't watch it to be honest with you. Yeah. And this is not a knock again on on those two guys. But the whole show is the Cowboys and LeBron James. And listen, there has to be more. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's sports shows in general. They don't they, but like you, you it, it's funny how you know someone like. Uh, uh, Chris Russo, who goes on the radio, he can talk hockey for an hour. He can talk baseball for three hours. He can talk basketball for three hours. He can talk football for an entire show. But then no other sports show in America, at least on the national side, they don't even want to touch baseball or hockey. Like, it, it, comical. Yeah, a lot of people naturally will only touch football and basketball. Baseball, when you get to the playoffs or World Series, but mm-hmm. um, he, here's the thing I'll say. All due respect to the national media, local business, local radio, listen to it, mm. embrace it. Because if you want to connect on a further level, more locally, the national media is not always going to talk about what you want to talk about. Locally, they will. Mm-hmm. That that's why I hold networks like WFAN here in New York. That they give it to you straight. So you know that's what you have to embrace. Yeah, the national attentions are great, but locally as well, just as fine. Yeah, um, tough, tough one in sports media. Tough one in ESPN. Um, again. I'm thinking of those good personalities that we've lost um, today. Uh, obviously, 
I'll continue. We'll, we'll continue watching ESPN because they have a, a lot of you know, TV rights, so th- there's no escaping it. But it, it is very tough. It, it, it it's making me very tough as a viewer, at the at least you know to to make me want to continue watching them, knowing that the people that I grew up watching are all gone. Even at Sports Center, Everett, Neil they, Everett, yeah, he he just then he they. This last broadcast last week. Yeah. Um, you're yeah, you're hundred percent. You know, who's next? That that like that that goes through my mind. Like who's who's next? But it sucks. Everyone losing who lost their job or thinking of you, and you'll you'll all bounce back because you're all legends. But if you ever want to hop on the podcast, let mm-hmm. us know. Please. We'll talk. Yeah, come on, we're open. We can't give you the money, but we'll give we, you. We can't show. show you the money. Yeah, and we, maybe we can't Jerry Maguire it. Sorry. Maybe, maybe you can come on for free and then make us money and then uh, turn us into a big. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> we. I will hire them anytime. They if they tell us, I want to do this for free. Come on the show anytime. We love that. Uh, now to the lighter side of news, Rifkin. Mm-hmm. Something has happened in baseball that has not happened in 11 years. And it happened in the same stadium where it happened 11 years ago. <laughs> the Yankees and the A's, Domingo Hermann throws a perfect game. Um, how, how do I feel about it? Well, I think it's great for the Yankees. I mean, the they they suck right now, so it's like okay, well, any any way to get rid of that for a night? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I liked it. Uh, I would be lying to you if if, if um I, I was telling you I'm not that happy. These teams are no, it's a it's a good moment. It's a great moment for baseball. We need perfect games. Listen, I'll, I'll never criticize a moment. So the no hitters, perfect games, there's. Those are cool. Yeah. I, I don't acknowledge the guy who threw it. Um, I, I said this on Batter Up. There's a lot of things guys could come back from, sports and life in general. But when you commit to vet, domestic violence, which Domingo Herman was suspended for a couple of years ago, I have a hard time acknowledging the guy doing something well. So, uh, it's not anti-Yankee. It's anti-domestic violence. But good for you on the moment, guy. Yeah. By the way, King Felix uh, was the one that threw the perfect game. That's that's uh, and stuff. The, well, there the there was a perfect game in Oakland years ago. Dallas Braden did it. It was Braden in twenty ten. Uh, King Felix was the last one before Domingo Herman. It, it doesn't matter. Too long for a perfect game to not happen. Um, but yeah, no, like I'm excited. They got me excited. It got me very, very, very excited. And look, I know people have their concerns about Herman, the cheating, the obviously the off the field issues. But it's an exciting moment. Like anyone that pitches a perfect game, like that's not easy to do. Game twenty-seven straight outs, like twenty-fourth in history. Yeah, and baseball's been around hundreds of years, so it's like you know this is not 
you know, something that just happens. It's true. Uh, speaking of baseball, you want to hear something? Ronald Acuna is the first player with 20 homers and 35 stolen bases through his team's first 81 games of the season since 1900. Jesus Christ. He is your, I think he's your runaway NL MVP at the moment. So, I mean, Acuna is a beast. Yeah, he is so good. This is, so. His, this is his season to, to win it. Yeah, this is definitely his time. Uh, and, and then, of course, on the AL side, it's no question it's going to be Shohei. Oh, it's Shohei. Yeah. It, it, it is without a doubt Shohei Otani. He's had a great year pitching. He's had a great year hitting. Like, you know, all around, he's just he's having a pretty darn good season. So, um, And the Angels are actually not a bad team. No, they're still alive, which is great for baseball. Yeah. And if they get into the playoffs, that's the best thing because Otani Trout mm-hmm. on that yeah. stage is what baseball. Can you imagine? Needs. I cannot imagine another season without Shohei in the playoffs. We need him in the playoffs. We need to drive the ratings. We just need Shohei Otani every day. We do. <laughs> we need. We need the show. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Like, we didn't have Tatis in the playoffs. Like, can you imagine Tatis in the playoffs? Oh, electric. Oh, That'd be great. Listen, we'll bring you more baseball talk Sunday when we bring you batter up. Yeah, we'll talk the all-star starters that were revealed. Yeah, and a, a certain someone from the Yankees was revealed, and it makes me sad, but yeah, sure, he deserves it. <laughs> Listen, I will say this. There was one player I was very curious on, but he made it, and I'm very happy that he did. So, <laughs> sh- listen, I criticized people on fan voting. You people got it right for the most part. So, we'll cover that Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. Blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. Meet the crew. You can follow us on the socials at on Twitter at S Insanity Real. Facebook, just follow the network. Let us know. If there's something you want us to talk about, let us know. We're trying to get more fan interaction. Uh, you know, so we'll have fun with it. So thank everyone for listening to the bottom of the eighth inning of game 14. Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. For Dan, I'm Mike. We'll talk to you Monday night. Have a good one, everybody. Home stretch. Let's get it done. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, Network, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports and Sandy Network.